Well, 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 it's Monday evening and you know what that means. It's time for Slauson Humphreys on the Road, featuring two of your favourite podcast stars, Daniel Slauson, star of the Graham Norton Show, star from two Netflix specials and one HBO special, joined by his longtime lover and comrade, Kai Humphreys, who's appeared on such shows as... Um, Comedy Central in 2010. Comedy Central in 2010, uh, author of Inside Daniel Sloss, which is a book not about what you think it is. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I was on a talking head show about the craziest things to happen in 2013. There you go, catch up on it all, or just catch up on the boys' funny banter in this week's episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rip job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? That was a really cool intro you done at the beginning before the music. Why is it always me? Well, I've done the last three. I've done all the ones for the flashback series. Oh, did you? Aye. Fair enough then. All right. So I got ten in the bank. That's not. But you got to do them in one sitting, though. I've done them daily. All right. And actually, we haven't done the intro yet. It might be shit. I complimented you in advance. Well, I mean, it's it's. They've heard it. It's all right, but it's we're really bending space and time on the podcast right now. It's just like a rival. What takes place when? Who knows? Aye, you just watched that, didn't you? Did. Watched that again. Good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's, um... That's one of my favourite memes comes from the film Arrival. Aye, just the... Them holding up the sign. Aye. I like it. I just... I, cause, first of all, I just think it's a good movie in general, but I do find it sincerely uh, fascinating, like, how on earth we understand, like, other languages, especially, like, languages of, you know, other uh, races of human beings that have existed throughout time, but the concept of, you know, if aliens did come down from someone else, how on earth, like, they don't speak the same language, we're not even sure... How otherworldly are they going to be? Aye, and how do you establish communication? Because even when we go far east, it seems otherworldly. Aye, there was a... I remember one bit, I was reading a book on ancient Mesopotamia, which was like the first ever civilization, right? So they found uh, the first ever... Which is now Pakistan? Uh, Mesopotamia, It's so Uruk was the first ever city, which I think is Iraq. That's why it's Uruk to Iraq over the years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So it's all that sort of area. But obviously the borders were way different, and there were no borders back then, because it was the first civilization. So they really <laughs> got to do whatever they like. Um, but they had like cuneiform writing, which is like wedged writing. So they got so there's these scholars. I don't know what the name of their job is, but they're people who's work at ancient languages and learn how to fucking translate it. So they got all these uh, ruins and tablets with all this uh, written on it, with no idea how to translate it. I think it's about the 1800s, and they got like five or six scholars from around the world who were like best at it, and they went like to make sure we know that these people know what they're doing. We're going to lock all five of them in separate rooms, right? They're going to have no communication with each other. Oh, so they don't they don't agree on the one thing. They're each individually going to do it, and then we're going to see how much the fucking crossover is. Uh, and they sent all five away for like two That's days. That's a good way of doing it. And when they came back, like eighty percent of what they translated matched with each other. So there is this method for you know working out like, oh, this obviously means sheep, and this means this, and this appears a lot. So this is clearly the word man or and or. And was it was the tra- 
it was the text for like trade. Oh yeah. Like stock inventory. Yes, yeah. So like all the stuff was like you'd have a picture of like a church and then two sheep. But and and this is the problem when it comes to old, old translations. Does that mean that the church bought two sheep, or does it mean the church has two sheep, yeah. or does it mean that two sheep run the church? Yeah. What's the cipher? Yeah. They know. They 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 know what they're looking at. Um, I've always just found it very, very fucking fascinating. I just have a like routine on it because, like, obviously the first ever symbol that they had for a vagina was just like a downward facing triangle with a wee slit in it because that's what a vag looks like. Mm-hmm. But like the, <laughs> I'll give you. The, what do you think? What do you think the symbol for a man was? A cock and balls. A jizzing cock and balls. A jizzing cock and balls. <laughs> so Eve, like five oh, thousand yes, years ago, that it's a child. Yes. Oh, <laughs> maybe a grown man, adult oh, man. Oh, maybe that is why I hadn't even considered the fertility thing being part of it. That's very interesting. Nah, but maybe it's, it's got to be adult. Ah, uh, they'd be you like, don't get many spunking babies. No, you don't. And if you do, you're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means you're cleaning that that part too much. Uh, if you, if, if, if to be fair, if any scientist works out that babies can come, the first thing that you to happen is that so I just need to go to jail because we're like first of all none of us needed to know that maybe they can no it doesn't matter if they can maybe it doesn't matter no, if they no, can no we need to find out no we don't <laughs> we're not finding out if babies come right there's, a, there's got to there's because uh, I know nine year olds can't come can't, can't they? Well, I reckon I was around about that age when I... Maybe, maybe I wasn't, but it was probably between the age of nine and 12 Aye. when I heard about it, give it a shot. Aye. Right, on myself. Obviously. I didn't molest anyone. Aye. Right, but I never tried to come when I was a baby. Mm. And nobody tried to make us come when I was a baby. Well, I don't think you can come so until maybe you... I could have, but then I kind of like recedes and comes back. Don't the balls... A lot like swimming. <laughs> <laughs> but don't balls only like come into effect... Once you've hit puberty, isn't it like you hit puberty and it's like turn them on and they start making spunk? Oh, and then the drop. Oh, like aye. it's New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you've got your celebration champagne ready. Celebration juice, sorry. Fuck Can that. you remember when, you had, uh, when your balls were dropping and your voice would break and it would just happen in the middle of a conversation? Aye. And you, and you, get... so, you seem like the bloke at fucking police academy. <laughs> You just get fucking shredded for going through something entirely natural. Uh, it's so embarrassing. I remember, I remember, because I was a, I was, a, I was a late bloomer mm. to it all. Like I didn't fucking hit puberty until I was about sixteen. But when I did, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, it stayed it. I remember, I remember just like oh, constantly checking my body for like body hair, just because like you go to gym and stuff, and everyone else is hitting puberty, right? So you can see fucking all right. He's got armpit hair, and he's got a fucking snail trail, and I'm fucking there like a. Olympic swimmer. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't like that, mate. I was really, I was really nervous about it. It I, I, makes you feel like shit, but you've got no control over it. But you do feel like I, I hid myself from the world, me. <laughs> like I, I was worried that because I had no pubes, right, and I didn't take, I never got it out. I was worried that they think I had a little cock when that was just happenstance. Like, <laughs> that's not why I'm hiding it. No. Yeah, I mean, you guessed right. Aye, but I'm no, not hiding it because it's a little cock. I'm hiding it because it's a little cock, cock with no hair on top. I, it's a <laughs> if it was one or the other, I'd get it out. If it was a big barley cock, Aye. I'd have it out in PE. I'd, I'd be swinging it out. If it was a little hairy cock, I'd have it Nobody wants a little barley cock. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. I remember looking in the mirror, just desperately, like trying to look for fucking stubble. And I, I found some, and I was like, fucking it. <laughs> it was on your dad. <laughs> 
I just remember it was it was just between my, my lips and my chin. I'm like, that's fucking stubble, that's stubble. I went downstairs to show my mum. She was just like, those are blackheads. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it me with the fucking... I'm like, if I shave these off, they'll grow in faster. Don't be annoying when you have blackheads in that land. Uh, just feeding them essentially, giving them a wee massage. Come on, boys, come to fruition. Allow Father Gardner to sort this all out. Did your ma used to deal with blackheads for you? No. My ma did. What? She would fucking hate us telling people. <laughs> right, so... Be mortified with us telling people. Rightfully so. Your mum used to pop your fucking blackheads. She used to do it, like, after... Well, not popping them, you'd, like, kind of get the mood different. You had to, like, fucking dirt in the paws, isn't Aye. it? And she would, she would go in with her fingernails. She had better fingernails than me. And she would, <laughs> she would get the mood. And uh, she used to, like, have a word with us after, as if she'd molested us. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, this can be mine and your little secret, OK? <laughs> Don't tell anyone at school. Never tell, never tell your teachers. <laughs> don't, don't even tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. It was like that. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm, break, I'm breaking the silence now. I'm breaking it. Show us on the doll, Mr. Humphreys, where your mum used to touch it. It's just you pointing around your face. Oh. Nose. <laughs> oh. Um, just to go back to we're talking about like coming in contact with like other uh, cultures and civilizations and trying to fucking communicate with them. I think it was during uh, World War Two, during the uh, Pacific, right when there's all these like tiny little islands uh, that are you know have only been inhabited by you know the same hundred people, their family for generations, largely undisturbed by most of civilization, but they're crucial little islands when it comes to you know bombing Japan and whatnot. Aye, barricades uh, with the ships and all that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah and, and trade ports and uh. you know your supply lines. There was a very, very famous case of, like, on one island where the Americans landed, like, they set up a port, they set up an airfield, built a tower for the fucking airfield, built a dock where all the ships came in, right? But they didn't... Well, there was a lot of uh, natives on the island who obviously scattered the second they saw these fucking new white men coming out of nowhere. But when the Americans eventually left, right, because they'd never seen civilization before, once the Americans teared down, like, the big tower and the docks and whatever, they went out and they built the same fucking tower and when the Americans went back into it they had like little things that were like fake versions of the coconut phones and they built like their own little dock and stuff because to them right oh they didn't men, know about the technology no, they didn't know about the chips inside of they, it and the no, wires and cables they thought it was like a god thing all they knew was that a bunch of men came to an island built these two things and then this giant fucking sea beast <laughs> came in dropped off all this fucking goods and then fucked off and they thought they summoned it with the, the, with the because architecture what, because what built. else would you think it was like this plane lands out of the sky once you build this tower they're like why did we never build a fucking tower we could have had all the bird gods coming down dropping off shit amazing <laughs> what did you swallow a history teacher recently no no that's one of the ones where uh, 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 well to be fair I've, I've gotten into that stage in my life where <laughs> to be fair I think I have heard something stuff like that one that you told us off your dad aye is that one of your dad's no, that, yes I got that one from you my dad you swallowed your dad aye <laughs> somebody's got to do it mum won't do it anymore aye uh, uh, but you yeah, know I've, I've been I've been reading a lot of World War 2 shit and then watching World War 2 in colour on uh, Netflix which is a really really good document because it breaks it down like step by step by step by step and they've got all these fucking uh, experts on it and like I know obviously what 
the Brits and the Americans and the Canadians uh, did during World War II, especially D-Day, was obviously, you go, it was fucking amazing. <laughs> but when you watch this, man, it was fucking amazing what they did. Like, they absolutely played Hitler like a fucking fiddle. Like, D-Day, Hitler just, they had, like, pages and pages, like, stacks of this shit. Like, uh, it, it, like really, really remarkable. They kept dropping off, like, fake parachuters, right? But, but so, up close, they were about one foot high, shaped like men, and they would just drop them over random parts of France. So all these fucking Germans kept going out to these places and finding these little toys being like, for fuck's sake! At one point, they had this fake army on the coast of uh, of southern Britain, right? Where they had uh, General Patton, who was, like, the best uh, American general they fucking had, and Hitler was absolutely fucking terrified of Patton, right? And they knew Hitler was terrified pattern so they had him down at the bottom of the south like further over to the east which was further away from where DD landed was going to take place and they had inflatable armies right and infl- inflatable tanks inflatable trucks inflatable lorries so when the germans were flying overhead they're like look at that giant fucking army and it's just general Patton smoking a cigarette an entire army meanwhile our full actual force so they're doing for- recon and they're, they're, reporting, the wrong they're thing. reporting back with their oh, oh there's, there's- every spy the germans thought they had in the british spy lines was a double fucking agent like it was Matt, it's it's a remarkable series of documentary, and you sit there. Even though I know the good guys as one, every time we get out, I'm like, "Fucking take that, you Nazi bastard! Go on, get in, my son! Go on, go on, Churchill! Go on, my son!" I lovely, I love reading the little stories. Like I read quite a bit up on World War One, and there's just some little memoirs of fucking class. Like uh, there was one where there was um, every time there was smoke coming from the opposite trench, they'd they'd call a ceasefire but it just become unwritten like it wasn't it wasn't a treaty it was just oh they're having that dinner show some respect we have our dinner right it, one day they see the smoke coming up and they stop, they stop firing, right? And just this lad that was just sick of his life went, ah, fuck it. And he went over the top, right? And the, the Germans were looking at him like, fucking, should we kill him? Should we shoot him, uh-huh. right? And they like, no, because it'll break the ceasefire. And he came in and he just sat in amongst the Germans and had food with the Germans and knowing that they wouldn't shoot him because that ceasefire would be over. Now their lunch break's just fucking null and void. They want to keep their lunch break. <laughs> so they're just a fuck. These Germans are a nervous wreck while this cunt has dinner with them. And then he goes, right, cheers, lads. And guns back. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's dinner again, has a second dinner with his own pals and that, like, you fucking mad bastard. Aye, but also two dinners. He sounds like a fucking hobbit. Aye, <laughs> but, like, when you're ready to die, uh, already, you're just going, ah, fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? What? I get an end of it. What's the, the best that can happen? I'm a fucking absolute sheer G to both sides. There does seem to be this difference between World War One and World War Two, which is, like, during World War One, everyone was there, like, look, we're fighting this war because we're told to, but we're not really... <laughs> Or, you know, not that the heart's not in it, because that's not the right way to put it, but they were never thrilled at killing the enemy. It was something you had to do. It was part of the Aye. fucking job. I think that obviously, that changed in World War Two because the Nazis were bastards. Uh-huh. And it was very, I think it was much easier to kill a Nazi after you'd heard everything they'd done, as opposed to, why are we at war with the Germans again? Because they Art fell Duke, out with... Oh, no, it's the second one. They stepped in for someone who fell out with them. And wh- who are we in for again? France. We didn't like France. Oh, uh-huh. no, Belgium. We're in for Belgium, aren't we? Right. Okay, right. I think we're like Belgium because they let we use their port. Aye, that, and that's... But I haven't used that port. I don't <laughs> right, think yeah. Also, the German flag's just a Belgian flag on the side. Has anyone asked the Belgians uh, what they're really up to? I was just there going, why are we fighting? Like, if you read uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, it, it, it does a little bit of that, where the Germans don't know what they're fighting for. That, um, I think that's when they're fighting. What is, the excuse my ignorance here. I've always heard the term All Quiet on the Western Front. What is that a reference to? The Western to? Front's the German uh, Front against sorry, Russia. So, yeah, 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 I know that. But is that a book or was that a 
a it's movie. A right. Oh, I think they made TV out of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've just, I, I've just I heard. I think that's why it's a, like a pop culture reference, is because it's, it's been made TV, but it's a, right. it's a famous book also. I just feel that's part of like when you fucking grow up as a bloke, you just suddenly become interested in war. Well, it, you know what I'm a bit gutted about is uh, I took a I took a keen interest in World War One shortly after watching Peaky Blinders because they kept mentioning tunneling, Aye. and I was like, what the fuck? What the talking about tunneling? Aye. Like, why are you tunneling during a war? And then I found out like they're actually tunneling under the trenches. Like, I just looked into it, and I fucking ended up <laughs> weirdly down a rabbit hole. But <laughs> uh, and then halfway through this fascination with like, because the, the reason I'm fascinated with World War One in particular is I feel like it's the last medieval one where they faced off against each other. Mm. Like they faced off like fucking Game of Thrones style, the opposite ends of the battlefield. Well, um, apparently, fucking during World War Two, like even though the Germans had like lots of like the Panzers were a very, very good and very, very difficult fucking tank to take on. Like most of the German army was still horse drawn. A uh, lot of people just completely the, forget. That. The French turned up with red trousers on. Did they? Because they didn't think they needed camouflage because guns didn't get that far. <laughs> and then they're just like, ah, 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 what's that? Ah, burns out, I'm dying. Right. They're like, oh, Reed, I've probably got to uh, wear the tree colours or something. Uh, just blend go, in. go on the old Deadpool method. <laughs> Make it red so they don't know when you're bleeding. I think they'll know when we're screaming and falling over. I, th- <laughs> I think they'll fucking suss it. <laughs> I read something now. I think it was the Italians were trying to drop uh, care, care packages in for their troops at some point. I, I, I'm butchering the story. The fucking story is uh, they didn't have any parachutes or they didn't have any parachutes that they could spare. So they started using turkeys because they would flap enough to, to decelerate. Them. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and, you can eat turkeys. And, and it's part of the supply oh, drop. Imagine a balloon that was made of chocolate just slowed the fall. Nasty bastards! <laughs> Fucking imagine the turkeys going up on the flight car. Oh, this is class! When you, you flap your wings. <laughs> I found uh, one of the things that they were saying in the, the uh, documentary was like when Germany uh, took over, when Ger- Germany invaded France from further their south of France was effectively sort of just they did the blitzkrieg, right? Which is just fucking fast as shit. Shock, get in there, have not expect it. Um, down in oh, I'm going to fucking butcher this so any World War history fans feel free to fucking correct uh, you're me. listening to the wrong podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh. I tried try, uh, Dan Collin no no if you, I mean, if you want a really good uh, World War 2 podcast uh, Al Murray and I can't remember the name of the other guy I think his name is James is, uh, we have ways of making your talks really really good is that like, a good one? Oh man they're both they're both World War 2 experts yeah. like and they know everything so it's like two experts like debating the nuance of certain battles that you've never heard of it's very very interesting <laughs> But there was like, because uh, France had a fucking big ass navy and Germany didn't, right? There was one point when after fucking Germany invades France, Churchill's there going, well, they're going to get the fucking French navy. So the one thing we have to do to secure our own thing here is to sink the fucking French navy. So there was some fucking port uh, down near uh, Spain or Africa, I can't remember exactly which part, where the British turned up and just like two and a half thousand Frenchmen on the fucking ships. And the church just was like, you just sink him. There's nothing else we can do. So, like, he says it was his most deplorable act in World War Two. The worst thing he did was just firing on his fucking allies to sink their ships. Because he had to, otherwise the Germans would get them. It's just one of those really, really shit... Otherwise they'd commandeer them and well, have, yeah, the, have the resources. Have, have the fucking... Wait, and because it, England's... Well, Britain's made the fucking defence was the fact that we were an island and Germany didn't have the fucking force to go over with it. Uh-huh. And if they had the uh, Navy vessels from France... They would have had it, but would be fucked. So Churchill just has to fire all of his fucking stuff on these, all these ships, all these friends. Well, oh, look, the British are here. That's a nice wee surprise. That's, I mean, I heard we're not doing well back home. It's fucking weird that the guns are coming over here, though. That's dead. Why are they aiming? 
could you not just let us on your ship and you take the ship? Snake, nope, it's all we can do. <laughs> also, I, I fully, you know. You know was that on uh, Al Murray's? No, that was on uh, World War Two in Colour, which, again, I do, if, yeah. if you got Netflix, which if you listen to this podcast, you fucking do, because how else did you end up here? Uh, uh, the, the Dan Collin one I listen to is good it's long like aye. it does like three four hour episodes on one thing aye but fully in depth fully in depth and like it's it's a tough one this is fucking what a first world problem right you know with an audio book right you can like you can just tri- uh, triple tap on your headphones and it'll go back 30 seconds aye. on an audio book right you know if you do that with a podcast aye. just fucking rewind to the beginning ugh Put a first world problem, lad. Just right. listen to a podcast, realise you've drifted off and forward, tap your headphones and it's right at the beginning of the country. Hello and welcome to the start of a podcast. No! <laughs> i tell you what, one excellent fucking feature I've come across recently, right? So I've never been really into audiobooks just because most of the time I don't like the narrator. I'm oh, really? Just, yeah. Yeah, like I'm just It's like, important. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm not, you've just got some fucking Tory and you can just hear it in his voice that he hates the disabled. <laughs> And he's fucking ruining a fantasy book that I'm enjoying. Enjoying, uh, but for the Lies of Lock the Moor and the Red Skies Over Red Seas, which is the sequel, because I had to drive down to London to do fucking Graham Norton. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Well, happily, um, I, I was like, I'll obviously I'll download it for for the journey. So get in the car, right? Open up the fucking audiobook. I'm like, oh god, wait, I'm not gonna fucking know where I am. Open up the audiobook and it goes, hey, yeah, we noticed you've also bought this on Kindle. Do you want us to just take you to the page you are in the audiobook? And I was like, yes. Oh, nice. And it played from there. So I listened to it for seven hours on the way down, right? Cara's getting ready for the show, right? Getting all dressed up and whatnot. I read my book, open up my Kindle, and my Kindle goes, all right, we know we should be listening to this on another device. Should we take Great. you directly to page you one? And I'm like, fucking yes. There we go. Good. Did you have to buy them both? I did, I did, which is fair because yeah. you know it's, the book is the written thing and the audiobook involves the production aye, and the voiceover it's two, guy. It's got two different lots of overheads. Yes, aye. So but I, I, you're because, paying for two products. Aye, even and, though it's the same book. Yeah. But I, did, I used my, you know, my free fucking credits mm. on uh, Audible, so it's. Uh, ah, that is good. I didn't know that. I didn't know that happened. Aye. Well, it's one of the things it, it brought to mind. I, I do want there to be. A, I, I do want. To talk about, you know, there's so many fucking shit things in the world and inventions where you just go, you fucked that and you didn't put the effort into it and it's crap. I think we should have a moment where we just... For example, right? You know the guy who invented average speed cameras? Uh-huh. Death to him and his family. Death what? to everyone in his lineage. Horrible man. Horrible invention. Uh, bastard. He shouldn't be celebrated. We should scrape his name off his gravestone. There should be no memory of that awful, awful man. On the other side of things... Uh, there's some really good adventures where you just go this is class and it has improved my life the other day it's this fucking small thing but I would just like to give a big thank you to whoever invented pull out plastic kitty litter trays right so you can put like a kitty litter ice thought I heard you correctly (laughs) I didn't see it going in this direction no man I didn't either I didn't think I'd ever get a joy from something as small as this but right but Ray's got a fucking litter tray just because she was a house calf for most of her life and it's too late to train to teach her how to fucking shit outside so she got a litter tray and it's not I love that she tries to bury her shit still that instinct's there to bury her shit but all she does is just flick kitty litter tray across the hall fucking everywhere but she does know what she's doing she's innocent enough so you feel like you create a little trait what you normally have to do is you have to get a big bang bag and you've got to fucking lift this thing up and it's like you've picked all the shit out but the piss is just there at the bottom like all the dry fucking stones are now soaked with piss you have to pour it into a bag the smell's there and you fucking hose it down oh it's an ordeal until 
Kara's mum showed us this invention. She has a fucking bin liner that goes in the kettle litter thing at the bottom. You put the kettle litter over the top, right, and you let it do its business, and literally, two strings at the side, you pick it up, straight the bin. Doesn't touch your fucking hands, doesn't touch anything, you don't have to lift anything out, it's fucking scent free. And I was just like, I can't believe how good this is. It's and how simple an invention it is. So small, and for so many years, for, for months. I was how are the other ones selling? Aye. How are you people even buying the other version? Uh, is, is there an, because I've never owned a dog, right? But is there an invention for picking up dog shit yet? Yes. Are, are people still picking up dog shit with a bag on the hand? There is, there are, I think there, there are some. You've got the, like, the, the, the grabby things and stick them in, but, you know, I think you're just... But you just get shit on the grabby thing? Aye. Well, you're, I mean, you're always going to end up with shit on it. Oh, Rick, Rick it's fucking another week. I went, I said that week. When, when was the world open? It was December ages again. I was down there uh, doing the. I was doing the Adam Rose podcast actually. Right. Have a word. Shout out to the Have a Word podcast. Um, in Ricketts, fucking pick these dog shit up, tied it or not, right? And Gans catch and chuck it at us, right? And I turned round, didn't hear him say catch, and it hits us on the chest and falls on the floor, right? I think you fucking what, me? And I picked it up, and you could see I was going to launch it at him, right? Yeah. So he decided to just own it. He uh, knew it was coming his way anyway, and he just smelled and went on the head, uh, and I oh. kind of like lobbed it like underarm at him, and he fucking tried to head it back to us, and hit off his head, and ruined the park, and this fucking scouser's Blokes just walking by looking at one like, fucking these tramps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're now in scouts are looking uh, down on you. That's, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Mm. Uh, Speaking of which, because these pussies are going to be horrified by that little conversation that we've just had. Um, scrolling through the emails there, seeing if I can get some funny stories off people. I had to scroll through so much shit people telling us I'm disgusting. <laughs> what were they there? Picking your nose For the deep. occasional when necessity, when nature, when when it's needed. It's not. It's ne- it's never needed. Putting a bogey in my mouth, it, like it's fucking. It's repulsed people. Of course, and you're eating your own bogies. Grow the fuck up, man. <laughs> what Grow. the hypocrisy Grow. of someone who picks their own nose and eats it Grow. to tell people oh. to grow up? Oh, fannies, man. Life's gonna hit you harder than that. <laughs> Life's gonna hit you harder than fucking having to hear about someone disposing of a bogey the quickest means necessary. It's not, but that's the bit where you're wrong. It's not like I'm fucking putting my hand in the back of my pants and going, oh, I itch that, and then have a. I'm not putting my hand in and then licking my finger. I'm not going in my ear and picking out earwax and doing it. It's a tasteless, nothing. What's, what's the difference between your ear and your nose then? It's fucking disgusting. Tasted yet? Yeah, I've tried that once, never again. That is disgusting. <laughs> If I heard someone was recreationally doing that on a day-to-day basis, I'd be like, I you need to fucking sort yourself out. I tried it once, not for me. I have boundaries. I do. I just think you just need to grow up with the whole bogey thing, man. I've got, I've got people, such a wild, I've wild accusation. I've got people, Nicky Gibson, man. Nicky Gibson fucking messaged this guy and fucking disgusting that guy. Like, I don't know this for certain, but she definitely swallowed spunk. <laughs> I, you know how when you get a gauge on someone talking to them, oh, you're like, yeah. ah, you've probably downed a couple of loads. That like, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And, not, and that's not like just because I'm heterosexual. Aye. I'd probably be, I'd probably be like, nah, yeah, right, I'll, I'll tell you, what, I'll just probably be moving your hand off, <laughs> doing it in your belly. Like that's not going to be moving. Someone else is an owl. Somebody else is spunk. I did have a girl who was once. I was, I was, she was giving me head, and I, and I, and she was like, before you come, let me know, just because I want to get it in my mouth. And I was like, all right, okay. And she goes, does that annoy you? I was like, no, she, you know, it's just, it's fine enough. It's you know, it's clean. It's just, um, why don't you, why don't you come? She goes, um, I'll. Uh, 
I'll swallow your cum if you try to bet your own cum. And I'm like, I'll invite your tits. All right, I'd be at the table, mate. Like, I'd be negotiating, negotiating. Till, all right, I'll gingerly taste it. <laughs> I'll gingerly taste it if you nick it. <laughs> odds, give us odds. Yeah, you know what I mean? Your, um, your, your wife? Was... Licks me bum sometimes. Aye. Not lately. <laughs> Not lately. <laughs> I'm not I'm medically out of practice at the minute um, but she give us fucking she texted us horrified I that I've hit me on bogeys yes fucking wiping on her leg next time <laughs> and that's that's yeah, arguably better I didn't even get the hypocrisy on her me absolutely hypocrisy well I see no need no but I know there's nothing sexual I'm not in the throes of passion when I make me on bogeys that's <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> just finger half it. Oh yeah, get on nice like, and deep. I think people have got it wrong. Is they've got us wrong. I don't go and look and follow. But even the so I'm gonna dig in the mood. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if you just like you've been on the coke and all that, right? And you just wipe your nose like that. And there's just a massive. No. Spread. There's like a blood clot that looks like a miss. I'm dipping, I'm dipping. I'm fucking. I'm going too far. Right, I'm going too far. But this is where you just need to grow up. It's just a f- what? What is it? Bogies. And now we're civilized, right? You should be like old Lardy Doy. You should be a bit more civilized than that. But yeah. to be repulsed and wait, he's not gonna have children. Are you not gonna have to like wipe another human's ass and mm-hmm. put pseudocrema? Aye, but, but not in my mouth. Aye, but not in my mouth. I'm not doing the deed <laughs> and then put my fingers. But I'm washing them afterwards. <laughs> like it's and also that's part of that's part of package of. Right, you have a baby, you're expected to wipe shit over. That comes. You're not expected to pick your nose and eat it, right? It's not. I think, <laughs> right, I feel like I've. I've, I've it's not me. part of having a fucking nose. Everyone else has a nose and managed to not do what you do. You are choosing the disgust, most disgusting of all uh, the. You've chosen it's disgusting. No, I think it, it's a natural reaction. It, like you don't yeah. like you fucking. But that's it, though. I've got a fucking. I, I've just. I feel like I've just got this superpower where you are all pussies and I'm not. Like, you know, the way you act, we're having, like, fucking gunk in the sink and you just have to reach in and get the, like... I'm fine with that. That's my get, job. You can get the pasta and all that and a bit of rice and that, Aye. right? Like, the way Natalie and Cara react to that, that's not on. <laughs> that's not on. Aye. I could fucking... I could down that. Easy. Aye. I'm not gonna. Yes. Because it's always in the other bin. But we, but we have to... <laughs> We have to have those things because that's how we get them to do other shit, right? Cara has to see that as disgusting. Because she has so, to need us. Aye. So that when I do it, right, and she goes, that's disgusting. I'm like, you're goddamn right, it's disgusting. Because I've done this horrible, gross task, why don't you do this task that I don't enjoy doing? Like, <clears throat> the floors. Aye. Something that isn't disgusting, but I get bored. Aye. What's your, there's a good question. What's your least favourite fucking chore? Um, because there's some like washing the dishes. I'll I'll, wash, uh, I'll happily wash dishes. Stick it headphones in, podcasts any, on. Anything I can do with headphones on is totally fine. I did like I didn't I didn't mind getting me fucking like arm deep in the toilet. Like I because I, I I was a clean. I was clean like cleaning aeroplanes, uh-huh. and then when I worked at the sports and I was cleaning toilets, I didn't mind fucking. Rolling my sleeves up and fucking scrubbing the bugs. Aye. Like I didn't mind any of the stuff. I can listen to something while I'm on. Aye. Um, shit. Probably. See, I just hate the. I, I I hate the ones that require time but focus, like laundry. Right. Oh, here's here it is. Polishing. Taking stuff off to polish to put them back on. 
I've never done that before. You've never polished? <laughs> no. Or you've never, like, had a... Because, you say, like, the table in my living room had the PlayStation on, it had the uh, projector on. Oh, ah, like, yeah, yeah. A couple of coasters. It's got, like... It's just got things on it. A couple of candles. Oh, right? It, it's got things on it, and it's two layers, and you have to fucking undress the whole thing to clean it, and oh. then fucking put everything back on. Just like a baby. Aye. <laughs> you've got to take everything off them to clean them. You can hose down an adult. Oh, that may be shitey and chores that involve a kid because uh, can you wear headphones and listen to a podcast while you're dealing with a child or do you need to be connecting on a human level? You'd probably just enjoy that. It's your own kid. Aye, but I do think kids obviously make it fucking harder because you're cleaning shit. No, like, it, especially with young kids, you clean the floors, you can go up to your husband or your wife and be like, I've just done the floors, so as Caritas, no fucking, you can walk on it, but don't walk on it like a fucking twat, right? Make sure when you're coming from outside, you're swapping those shoes off and you're going into your fucking house shoes so you're not spinning around there. I don't think you can ask for that level of empathy from a fucking five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't think they understand. Like, you, when you explain it to them, sure, but then the second they turn around, whatever new thoughts in their fucking heads there. Uh, there's certain things as well that I remember doing a million times as a kid, right? One of them is dropping the toilet roll down the toilet. Intentionally? Right? Nah. We just didn't have a toilet roll holder on the wall. It was always Aye. on top of the system. More fool them. Aye. Right? And I'd like to grab a bit of toilet roll off it or something as if it's just going to come off of my hand. I pull the whole fucking thing into the toilet. I'm huh. a child. Aye, you know? And I'd go in and cry and fuck the toilet rolls in the thing. My man and dad must have been fucking sick because I remember doing it lots. <laughs> Sorry. So if I remember doing it lots, there was fucking millions. <laughs> Another one is they've got these uh, gla- the, the gas fireplace, right? They've got these glass doors and they open out and there's just like ornaments on it or whatever, like there's a shelf in there. Fuck me, the amount of times I smashed one of them doors. <laughs> Kicking a football or something. Aye. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> you fucking smashed the door again! I think for me it would be the repetitive, like, why does this keep happening and Aye. how do I make it stop? How on earth do I sit you down and try and uh, get this into your fucking tiny thick skull? That yeah. I remember eventually with them doors on the on the gas fireplace that just ended up going with them for a long time. They just went aye, they're just open spaces at the end of the fire. Aye, I, th- I think that's what you've kind of just got to do when you become a parent, is just lose your emotional attachment to most things you have and then focus that all on your kid. Because like, you can, like, you'd be emotionally attached to your fucking car. I love this car with all my fucking heart. Well, you had a kid, so now it's the kid's car and now it's fucked. Now That's, it's fucked. Now it's going to be covered in shit. Right. Oh, I love this table. I love these couches. I don't want my kids on these couches. You you bought the wrong couches at the wrong fucking time. If you're having kids in the next five years, you should watch shite couches because you know what's going to happen at this point. It's your fault at this point for having any emotional Having attachment. nice things. Yeah. Nice like, white carpet. It was always my mum's uh, thing. She was just like, she's like, just walking around the house, just muttering. There's no point in having nice things. There's no point in having nice things. They just fucking ruin them, don't they? Just go around, don't take, take them for granted. Fuck them around. Don't, no, no point in having nice things. And uh, my brother one time uh, took his nappy off, got one of his Tonka trucks and mm. rolled it in the shit and then started smearing it all over his wardrobes. My man took his eyes off him for a second. Next thing you know, he's just fucking driving shit with one of his toy cars up and doing the thing. Oh, fucking that, man. There's me as a baby just run up licking it up. I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of someone else's hole. Not gross, not gross. <laughs> Five second rule. <laughs> oh. I don't really have a... I, I'm not like... I, I'm not mad into housework, but I didn't mind... If I can, if I can also do something, that's why me ma, me ma fucking blows me mind. She is, she's twenty four seven housework. Me ma. Aye. To be she's fair, like, her house she, is, to be, and to be fair, her house is spotless. She chases dust around the house. Aye. 
right? I think she just got stuck in this like uh, this funk of like constantly tidying up after kids, and then the kids grew up and left, and she just remained oh, tidying right. up after kids. But it's a habit she developed for eighteen years. Uh-huh. You know how hard it is to give up fucking yeah. smoking. Other habits are the same thing. Like it's in her head that she's like, well, it's three thirty. The kids been home for half an hour. House must be fucked. Well, it's not fucked, but I'll still clean it nonetheless. Uh, but I've, I've seen her on. I've stayed at the house and like um, watched watch that carry on. She doesn't have entertainment on in the meantime. Aye. There's no podcast on. There's no audio book. There's no. I'm like, are you meditating? <laughs> are you, sh- what? Are you I mean, meditating when you're doing that, man? Oh, she, I mean, she must be in a way. <laughs> she's in. Are you? Are you now the film? Uh, the film Soul. Disney's Soul. Aye. She's in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> in the zone, dusting, digging the skirting boards and that. I met him from Seoul. Aye. Graham Norton did the voice of the sailor guy. Graham Norton did the voice Aye. of the um, the meditative the guy that was That's doing Graham the Norton. sign. I yeah. didn't know that was Graham Norton. Aye, because I, I, ah. I, I knew immediately the second I heard the voice, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's fucking Graham Norton there. And when we were down doing the show, nice segue, Daniel. Aye, aye. Twice you've tried to crowbar that in. The crowbars are getting bigger and bigger. Aye. Next one's just going to cross the back of your head and I'll talk about myself in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, because he was saying that he he had no idea how big the part was because he was like, normally when they get like a British actor for these things, it's for a one-liner fucking thing. Like, they had him in the studio in New York for two days and once in uh, London doing all these lines and he was in there with John, the director, the guy from Pixar who does everything. That character was great, Valley nailed it. Really, really good. Uh, um, but he was he was like, I was just genuinely fucking expecting for when it came on for me to just be like a little background character that shouts something out. So he watched it because they don't give you the full script, yeah. obviously, unless you're one of the main characters. So he's watching it just going, I'm in this loads. Like, I'm not the main character. I'm not the second man. <laughs> and he's looking at his bank and going, 1,500 quid. <laughs> <laughs> God, he fucking, fucking picks up. <laughs> but that must be, that must be class. I'd love to, to be the voice in a Pixar movie uh, or anything. Like, yeah. I, I, inc- I include, like, Zootopia and Shrek. Because they're all and, iconic. Aye. Like, they're the, 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 the constantly making iconic shit and they've always got valuable lessons in and everybody watches them as a family in that. Aye. Aye, and then also, like, it must be so cool to have a fucking toy of the, that you voice. Like, apparently, uh, I was listening to a podcast with the ever-so-lovely Tom Hanks on it, who's just the nicest man in the world. Yeah. In every interview you listen to, like, go and just say something racist. Go and just have, like, a backwards opinion. Say something transphobic. Just so... I just say so something I'm, creepy about a 16-year-old. Just say... Anything. Have a shite opinion on Greta Thunberg. Just I, give me something. Just say your bogey. Something else that gets you cancelled. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> But he was Pascal's book. I eat his snot. <laughs> <laughs> book two, the difficult sequel. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks is saying that so many times when he's just in it because he's very like obviously all adults know who he is, but kids don't really know who he is except for Woody from Toy Story. So he'll be standing in an elevator and there'll be two parents there and two kids, and the kids will be holding Woody's like Woody dolls, and the parents are like. Tom Cruise and the kids like why would, who the fuck is Tom Hanks not Tom Cruise Tom Hanks why would the fuck would we give a shit who Tom Hanks is and then he goes down and does the voice to the kids, oh, the kids amazing that, was, that must be so fucking satisfying to like because I do think there is something like even if you don't want any kids of your own which I understand we live in a world of too many fucking people but when I draw the line yeah, you've got to respect the non-breeders oh, I absolutely do fucking enjoy the life that I'm never going to fucking have respect for but see these people that just fucking hate kids across the board you're like 
come, mate, that's, you hate kids. You didn't learn empathy when you were kids. Well, kids are just stupid and annoying. Aha, uh-huh. they're kids. They've been on the planet for eight fucking years. Like, Aye. give them time. If they're doing something shit, hate their parents. I like you've. I think you've got to try and as best you can whenever you see kids. Is you know make make everything exciting. Fucking engage with them so that they become you know good fucking people. And to have being one of their heroes under your belt must be class. Aye. Uh, uh, so Graham Norton. Let's get. Let's. I'll, I'll segue you back in. Uh, you went to London. I went to London. You were on a, a chat show with Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson and Nate Shyamalan. Nate Shyamalan. Uh, no, no Clark. Clark, who was fucking amazing, by the yeah, way. I thought great. I really enjoyed his crack leg. Aye, and uh, the amazing fucking uh, Keely Hawes. Keely Hawes. Aye. Natalie watched the first episode of that last night with her ma. Oh, the Finding Alice. Mm. Ah, well, that's what me and Carol fucking watch while you're watching Arsenal Newcastle. Aye. Um, it was fucking great, man. It was like it was such a very very pleasant surprise uh, in two aspects. One was on Tuesday, just <laughs> be like, do you want to? You want to jump on uh, Graham Norton on Thursday? And clear, I've been on like the long list for Graham Norton for like two years. There was one point where I might have to throw back, flat, flown back from Australia to come and do it, but obviously it just wasn't sort of enough. So clearly, because nobody can fly into the country and they can only have a certain amount of Zoom guests, they just went. They got to the end they're of like, the phone. Who book. has a car? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these has a car? Then I'm going to have to use public transport. And here he is, Daniel Sloss. We'll have him on the show. Yes. It's good because, like, you've fucking you, you've been hitting it hard since Netflix, and just like fucking properly striking when the iron's hot, and then you just get this fucking radio silence for a year while everything's shut, mm. and you must have felt like, oh shit, my relevance might not be there when I come back. Uh, like I, I haven't been in the limelight. People might forget forget about us. Yes. And then they just like fucking prime time. Uh, so that must have been a good pick me up for you. Fucking great. Like uh, yes, absolute pick me up. Good and absolutely made me feel fucking relevant. Everything you said there's a. It's very hard when you've got no warriors to to go because I've forgotten about people I like. <laughs> Like, there's celebrities I fucking love and TV shows that I love that I've just not had time to get into during this, you know, pandemic. I'm like, maybe my fans are the, you know, exact, exact fucking same. The other bit that was dead fucking vindicating, right, was to have Graham Norton at primetime on British television, on the BBC, say the words, so you're like properly international famous on a TV channel that hasn't had me on in eight fucking years. <laughs> yes. Proper vindicate for somebody on the BBC to be like, it's weird that you've been ignored in this country and me going, aha, ah. in, in it just. Yeah. Isn't it fucking weird? Because yeah, Conan likes us. Ah, Conan likes her, <laughs> Russia likes me, Asia likes me, Australia, I'm starting to think it might just be this fucking TV channel. No. Uh, that's that's uh, I mean, yeah, um, Natalie's parents were fucking chuffed and all when you mentioned us. Uh, I give you a wee lovely wee shout. <laughs> I was really nice as well. I was uh, like, honestly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I thought you were gonna be like, oh, me support act like fucking like me support this kind of reason. <laughs> <laughs> like you just brought up frozen there. You're like me best friend in the whole wide world. <laughs> I did. I did say those other bits, but the end of the mouth. <laughs> 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 it was just the end of the was good. Uh, I mean, you did say support. But you're like, you, you, you said I was your mate as well, right. not just this bloke that comes around with us, carries me back. <laughs> I fucking wish you carried me back. Why would I spread a lie about you on TV? <laughs> uh, there, was, there was another bit that they missed out because when they were talking to Rebel Wilson and Ann Middleton about going off in the fucking uh, like camping off in the wilderness, they're like, Daniel, have you ever camped off in the wilderness? 
And I was like, no, the only thing we've ever done was close. It was uh, my mate Stagdo was in the mountains of Marbella because we didn't want to make too much noise. And there was one point we were all on lots and lots of like we were fuck, we were really really drunk and we we're playing hide and seek. And then a fox tried to come and befriend us. And while it was befriending us, we started hearing all these coyotes on the outside, and they were howling. We all got scared, and some of us jumped in the pool, which to be fair only turned us into like wolf stew, right? And everyone sort of laughs. And Aunt Middleton, Aunt Middleton goes, "Are you sure?" Sure, it was just booze you were on. I'm like, no, of course not, Aunt. But I can't say that on the BBC. That never made it. <laughs> I fully got fucking got cursed. Absolutely. And then like, you're about to, you're about to tell the further part of the story where um, me and Dean were in the car playing hide and seek, and your fo- your fund was so. I shouted, Dean, drive! And you while jumped, I was on the roof of the car. You jumped on the bonnet and ended up on the roof, like skidding across the windscreen. <laughs> and we're fucking going across the side of the mountains, drink driving, and the fucking. You didn't mention that one. Coke at the wheel, there. No, 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 that's uh, there's so that, many... that's the one snapshot in my head right now when you go and fucking toss. Oh, so was he <laughs> was your stag do wilding and then you'll just fucking snap and think about the obviously I kind of bring a picture up, <laughs> snap and think about E fucking just hanging on for dear life on the top of a car. Oh, I drive it up the side of a fucking mountain with a sheer cliff face. Uh, the sort yeah. of things that, like, that uh, in the meantime, Brett had fell off and he couldn't claim back up. Uh, he was at the bottom covering cuts and bruises, and he were hey, gave a hand seek, and he wouldn't find Brett. <laughs> He'd scudded you in a cliff face. <laughs> Is that why we couldn't find him? Right. Oh, right. <laughs> he had to walk around. Imagine <laughs> 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 uh, fucking pierces his face off that cliff top, and there's a fucking Tokyo drift the car skin. <laughs> He's like, I've got to see out here, actually. <laughs> it seems way fucking safer down here. <laughs> This fucking the the dogs circling in, they can smell his blood. Aye, that was. Uh, those are the sort of stories that, like, when we have kids, we're gonna have to delete the back catalogue of these these. Oh, you know podcasts. what I'd you know what I'd like, right? If I had, we're gonna come across fucking broody on this podcast, by the way, the fucking. If, if I, I'm not. So, I'm not. The only thing standing between me and a child is Gara. Fair content. I should. Uh, I, I'd, I'd quite like it if I could just be aloof with my kids and they think I'm a square. I don't mind them thinking I'm square dad, right? Aye. And then just finding out of my pals when they're adults. Yes. You know what I mean? And they find out that I've just got this hidden side that the new fuck out of But And they probably had an inkling because they've seen some old photos. Photos are... It's not like the old days where there's no photos of your lying apart from the shoebox under the bed. Aye. Like, they're probably going to have a little glimpse and go, fucking hell, you seen these pictures? Aye, bleach blonde hair. I'm like, Dad, you got tribal tattoos. You got, you're like, oh, yeah, you're always young. My kids will be like, what the fuck have you got Nikola Tesla tattoos on your arm? Aye, well. Why you got the Joker <laughs> tattoo on your back, you fucking incel? No, no, it's before the incels got them. No <laughs> I, I should have dated the tattoo. I should have dated the tattoo and let everyone know that I got the tattoo pre the Dark Knight. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I swear, I'm not an incel, honestly. I just, I just really like Alan Moore's comic books, I promise. No. I think, I think that is the right, right approach, is you've got to, you, you can't be a cool parent, right? Because first of all, kids don't, there's no such thing as cool, right? Kid, cool is a concept that like exists between the ages of like seven and 21, or if you're, you know, or, or if you're like me, until you get to like your 30s, you're like, oh, oh, there's no, cool is like, it's subjective and also it's just how you fucking perceive things. But this pursuit of coolness when you're in your teens, like, you can't do that, that's not cool. As if your parents would be like, oh no, oh no, our 15 year old's going to judge me. Oh no! 
<laughs> oh, Dad, my friends don't think you're cool. You're like, oh, no. You flash back all the things you've done in your life. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, aye, that's the validation I need. Aye, from all these fucking 50... I could tell you stories that would make your mum leave me. <laughs> <laughs> right? So why don't you watch your fucking attitude there? <laughs> aye, I, I always think you should, you should pair it with, like, there's, there's, like, a Venn diagram, right? One circles, we're friends. One circles, I'm your dad, right? And the, the circles can cross over, right? And you can be, I'm your friend and your dad, or I can just be your dad, but I'm never mm. going to step foot in that circle where I'm just your mate. Yes. You can fuck, I've got pals. <laughs> <laughs> pals that I didn't make, pals that I chose. I don't, I don't mind stop being your mate to be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to stop being your dad just to be your mate. Just so you fucking accept this. Fuck off. <laughs> I think that's that attitude anyway. I think it's the right attitude. My, my, that was very much my parents' one with me, which is like, look, we're here to discuss things and, and we're always available for uh, a chat and, uh, and a debate on your fucking attitude. But if you raise your voice, you talk back, or at any point you step over into the parent thing, it's all over for you. Right. Like it's You're not allowed on the couch. <laughs> you're not allowed on the couch, right? You eat once we're done eating. Uh-huh. You shit in the garden, but your ma picks it up because she wanted you. <laughs> um, I, I, I often have a discussion with Natalie and we just press snooze on it all the time. Like, the last few times have been because of ski trips, because, you know, she can't ski if she's pregnant. She lose the baby every time she falls over. Every time she falls over. <laughs> You've lost five babies all this This whole trip. Um, but now this time we're like... Can we just live in my house for a bit first? So we'll find another reason to press snooze. We're, like, we're, we're getting my keys on Monday. Cara is is Cara is the bouncer of a nightclub that I I, I shouldn't be going in there, guy. <laughs> <laughs> like she's absolutely right. She sent you in to have a coffee. <laughs> I, she's doing the right thing as the bouncer, right? But it's just her, and I come back every time with I I think stronger arguments but, like black socks over your trainers. <laughs> <laughs> She's be like, look, look, right. I've, I've thought about it, and and I'm bored. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> that's not. She's like, it's not a good enough reason. And I'm like, fuck. Just let us in. Let us in the fucking nightclub. Let us be a dad. <laughs> and she's like, I'm the old, like, I have to be standing here and being this person of reason. I'm like, mm, aye, fair enough. But you will fucking crack, and I'll come in that crack. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really um, uh, Natalie always says this now. Whenever we're speculating about it and decide not to, we're like, we're really like supposing that we could have babies. That is a big like, thing. The roll of the dice is that we might not be able to. Why age is again starting to be against with? So we're, we're in full acceptance that it might never happen. Are, we, are you? How do you feel about adoption? Mm, I don't think she would. No. Nah. nah, I think like yeah. It's got to be your own. I, I wouldn't mind either way. I wouldn't mind adoption over having biological kids. It wouldn't matter to me. Aye. I wouldn't. Aye, but I, I don't. I think she'd want the biological bond. I get that. Like I don't know. I, 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 I think she'd rather. Yeah, I think she'd rather not risk not being connected to the kid and not having kids in aye. case she didn't love it. <laughs> Just be like, look, I might not, might not go grow fucking attached to it. Might not happen. Uh, there's like plenty, there's plenty of people who like are desperate to adopt, and I didn't think she'd want to join that queue and slow someone else doing. That's going to do a better job. <laughs> yeah, just being like, okay, so you, Stephen, you get Samantha and Bobby who have wanted kids for five years. They've tried several times. They've decided to get you. And now we've got Kai and Natalie. Now, Kai really wanted you, and 
Natalie's here. Uh, she's cracking her knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> she's putting a gum shield in for. You're not going to hit back here too. <laughs> nah. Um, Would you steal one? No, I think I think we're just like we've got a head run that if it uh, if it doesn't if it doesn't work out that we're kind of we're just gonna not. Aye. And, and enough of enough of your mates will have kids. And I'll probably just like have an affair on the side and start like a family just in Manchester or something. Aye. Just keep saying I'm going to see Ricketts. Hey, <laughs> 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 fucking uh, just have a family with Ricketts. Adopt with Ricketts. Have a dog with Ricketts. No, adopt with Ricketts. <laughs> don't, don't even get a dog with Ricketts. No. Like, we're really sliding through the slope. No. Like, would you try surrogacy? Would you try adoption? Would you foster? Would you get a dog with Ricketts? <laughs> like, Christ, man, I can't look after myself. <laughs> no, what I'd like to happen, right, is uh, you and Natalie go in there, right, they go, uh, here's your new adoptive parents, uh, but they sort of see that Natalie's heart's not in it, or Natalie just decides, you know what, this isn't for me. Pull out, and you're like, fair enough, and you leave. And they go, sorry, little Johnny, you didn't get adopted today, but maybe tomorrow there'll be some luck. And then the next day, you come in with rickets and a fake moustache on. Just <laughs> 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 we talk about you, are like, hello, <laughs> we are the Joneses. <laughs> we are here to adopt that boy from yesterday. I mean, any boy. We're fighting over who holds hands with a thumb at the top. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a big part of toxic masculinity that I can't get out of my head either. Uh, Whatever you do, when, when we were Kelly dancing, uh, so and I, I nearly broke the bride's ribs. So if you do Scottish country dancing at weddings or a Kelly dance, which you do at weddings in Scotland, it's like group sort of dances, and obviously sometimes uh, you have to hold hands with the person beside you. And there's bottom grip and top grip. Yeah, and sometimes there's a bloke beside you, and you've got to assert fucking dot. I'm not being the bottom grip. I'll never be the bottom. And you, you got it. You got us in a fucking face grip Aye. at, at uh, Chris, Chris and Hannah's wedding. Aye. And <laughs> you got us in a fucking face top. grip, man. And, and everyone's dancing around having a nice time. And fucking someone playing playing the fiddle or whatever. And I just fucking wrench me hand with a grip. I'm not having it. She's behind us, going on a, like an opposite semi opposite circle to the circle. We're in the inside circle, going clockwise. They are in the outside circle, going anti clockwise. I pull out just as the bride passes, and I bam right in her tit, <laughs> full elbow. <laughs> She fucking broke. She broke the circle. Fucking went through. Nearly started crying and that. Tip popped. Huh? Tip popped. I tip popped. I burst. I the bride's boob. Oh, she flew around the room. <laughs> 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 fucking hell, man! I was mortified. I'm trying to blame me. He was holding me hand wrong. <laughs> he made me hold out the bomb, and I'm not gonna. Look at this cry, baby. <laughs> So the, the, with the with the kids thing, I think it's weird because I um, I feel like you've got you've got to want to have kids for the right reason, which yeah. is Kara's trying to say to you, right? I I don't want kids specifically because I'd want kids and they'd make me fulfilled oh. because that would be selfish. And then that would be nice. There would be the endorphins. The, what's the caldox toasting that you get? I'm looking forward to that fucking rush. What I've heard about that's going to be class, right? Oh. If it happens, but. Um, I think me and Natalie would be class parents, and I'd like to give. I agree. That, it is as arrogant as it sounds. I'd like to give that gift to another human, uh-huh. and go, oh, we'd be fucking belt our role models. I'd, I'd um, absolutely agree. I think you and Natalie would be uh, wonderful parents. That's why I call you daddy and mummy. <laughs> <laughs> hint, and that's why I was asking about adoption. Hint, <laughs> hint. I can't. I, I'm so glad this wasn't a video podcast. When you said no to adoption, you should see my face sink. <laughs> Absolutely crashed, I just want you just, just clutching, clutching your hand. Well, if you break up, would you adopt? <laughs> what about you and Ricketts? 
Can you and Ricketts adopt me if you and Natalie don't adopt me? I've been my parents' kid for 30 years now. It's time to move on. Uh, you mix it up. Now, that's like, you, you, you always try a few different partners oh. before you settle. I mean, some of your mugs different. That's why you watch Jigsaw broke up. You only try one set of parents, don't you? Mm. Aye. Got a great first time. We've got nothing to plug. Um, do or not? Well, Twitch streams, but yeah, join one Twitch. You can find one Twitch as well as this, and I'm gonna be there tomorrow, twelve knitting. Why? Kai Muggins. I'm gonna be on. Uh, oh, I'm doing community fucking Halo tomorrow night. Aye, aye. Check what schedules. They're usually pretty up to date. We do multiplayer. We play against each other on Worms on a Wednesday. I'm usually treacherous. But if you don't know what Twitch is, it's essentially just a nice thing to have on in the background while you do whatever else you're doing. Uh, that's why I, I chose the knitting because people are doing crafts. It's a really good thing to have on when you're doing crafts. Aye, somebody you, else doing it because you know if you're watching TV and you're knitting, you get bored of knitting and you just watch the fucking TV. But if you're watching somebody else knitting, uh, like, you know, oh, so I'll, I'll be... I found if I'm knitting watching TV, right? I'll sometimes like I'll, I'll drop a stitch. I'll have to pick it back up I'll concentrate and I'll look back up at the TV and I've missed a bit and usually with a narrative driven TV show or a movie or film or series you, you need the, that bit or else they wouldn't have put it in Aye. right but there's nothing of importance that you're going to miss on Twitch nothing <laughs> <laughs> of importance Aye. so you can you can actually fucking leave the room guard for a piss come back in I'll still be yapping away you don't, need to, you don't need to catch every second of it I like that you can just dip in and out of it I just come say hi have it's a fucking just, it's just hanging out with your pals Aye. that's what it is but like like, you get a day all the targeting, perfect. Fucking, which I don't get to do with my mates, yeah. which is why this podcast is such a bollock. Whoa. Um, oh, did our jokes? Yes. I did print out a couple of, um, I printed out a couple of things, emails that were written, but we'll we'll get them on the next one. Um, Your dad. Your dad threw an orgy and just went around making sure everyone stayed hydrated. Was too busy being the perfect host to get amongst. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Loyal. Didn't cheat, my, didn't cheat to my mum. Nice bloke. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> uh, your dad organises his shopping list from item he'd most like to fuck to item he'd least like to fuck. And his last list went spam, baked beans, melon, Coca-Cola, rice crispies, Coca Pops, condoms and then dog food. <laughs> least last? Least last. Wow. Doesn't want to fuck dog food or condoms. Uh, the smell would put you off. But the... Texture, oh. <laughs> hubba hubba. Right. And the attention afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit of price on it. <laughs> I, I did a got your nose to your dad and he ran around screaming looking for medical supplies. <laughs> Bandaged his entire face up. Uh, your dad signed PK for Newcastle in FIFA just so he could wank to Shakira in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad got an inflatable version of you, your brothers and your mum, so that when you're all out, he could practice letting his family down. Your dad says his nipples could cut diamond when he's cold, right? But both of his nipples are pierced. Explain that then. <laughs> oh, conundrum. Your, your dad went to flick an elastic band, but it stayed exactly where it was and flung him across the room. <laughs> Your dad named his dog Kev Jr. <laughs> your, your dad name drops people to their face. <laughs> so I was hanging out with my son, dying of sloth the other day. <laughs> uh, your dad got his ribs removed so he could blow raspberries on himself. <laughs> I 
Right, uh, go and do that, um, the intro. No, I'll do that in, now. Make it good, because I said it was good. Right.